Legally Blonde, Suits, My Cousin Vinny. All badass lawyers, all different. Which begs the question, what type of lawyer do you want to be? Don't waste another second thinking, ugh, I don't even know what types of lawyers there are. Trust us, we've been there. Let's put a stop to that once and for all. Go take the 90-second quiz from new lawyer now what coach Angela Vorpal to give yourself a clear picture of the best fit type law for you. Go to www.whattypeoflawyerquiz.com and take the quiz today. Once you've taken the quiz, send us a DM on Instagram to let us know what type of lawyer you got. We can't wait to hear. Hey guys, and welcome back to the Ladies Who Law School podcast. I'm Sam. And I'm Haley. So today we're going to talk about something a little different, but also super relevant, I feel like. Um, We got a question from one of our listeners, and the question was, as a law student, do you find yourself struggling with anger? More specifically, do you find yourself getting angry about injustice in the world? I thought this was a really interesting question. For me specifically, the answer is yes. What about you, Samantha? Yeah, I think every person who's passionate about justice is, of course, going to get angry about the injustices. And I know that um, when I was like writing my personal statement about going to law school, like that was um, something that I harped on, that I wanted to come to law school because I wanted things to be just. And that can be different for a lot of people. It can be based on unfair circumstances in your life or just everyday things that we see unjust to ourselves and to our communities and to the world. Yeah, for sure. So first, I just want to start by reading off the Webster's Dictionary of Injustice and Justice. So injustice means absence of justice, but also a violation of right or the rights of another. So just while we're talking about this, I want us to all keep that in mind because I think that that will kind of help form these thoughts. And as a specific person, whenever you're thinking about getting angry about injustice, you know, what does that mean for you? It's different for everyone. Justice means the maintenance or administration of what is just, especially by an impartial adjustment of conflicting claims or the assignment of merited rewards or punishment. So I feel like that is 100% the court system. What that sounds like to me, you know, rewarding and punishing different Mm -hmm. people. So with that in mind, just to reiterate, I'm going to read out the um, entire question because there's four four different parts that we're going to touch on today. So as a law student, do you find yourself struggling with anger? More specifically, do you find yourself getting angry about injustice in the world? How would you recommend law students and young lawyers keep their passions in check so that it doesn't hinder their career or their self? And how to control your emotions when you're a passionate person or you feel a lot? So I am probably the more emotional one out of us too. So I feel like this is targeted almost at me. I doubt very seriously she knows that, but it's interesting. What is anger? when she asked this question, you know, getting angry can mean a lot of different things. I think through life, it's looked different for everyone, including myself, you know, being angry as a young teenager and then being angry about things now is much different. So that's kind of why I wanted to say about that is that anger can come in a lot of different forms, whether it's 
you know, in the courtroom, you're upset about an injustice that your client might be seeing, or, you know, you're angry at something else that's happening in the world. You know, she's, she asked more specifically about getting angry about injustice in the world. And I think as I've gotten older, I came to law school for this reason. I listened to a lot of different podcasts by the New York Daily Times and journalism is something that's close to my heart and I feel like journalism especially the Times outlines things that people don't talk about and so with that I've experienced a lot of different scenarios through that journalism that I never really thought existed and one specifically just this past week was about child sexual abuse imagery and just how it's impacted young children's lives not even young anymore you know once you turn 18 what that means for them and I think it's interesting because ultimately the article or the podcast gets down to the fact that these large corporations out there these large tech companies essentially know that there's a potential for this they know people use their services for bad but they choose to turn a blind eye and I think that is injustice right that makes you angry that's upsetting but at the same time, like, what are you going to do about it? That's always my question. What am I going to do about it? That's the reason I came to law school because I see things that I don't like and I want to change them. So, you know, to answer your question, I feel like you being angry or you being upset is probably fuel to your fire to just get out there and be a better attorney and learn exactly what you need to learn to be able to represent your client well. But at the same time, you know, depending on your age, just like I was saying before, you know, you could find yourself in a situation that you might show those emotions or show that anger in the wrong way. And I want to read this one little tidbit that I thought was just super good to remember and also resonated with me a lot. It says, although getting angry may be involuntary response to your infuriating adversary, letting anger out over the phone or on the record isn't likely to win you any points. I think that that is so important to remember. Like showing your anger, like while it feels like the right response in the moment, showing your emotions, like getting really upset through anger, showing your emotions through anger will not win you any points, you know? And I think that that's important to remember as a young attorney, whenever you get upset about these different things, what is that going to be like for you? And I also think it applies not only to being an attorney, but as a law student, when you're going to be in a professional set, professional setting over the summer, most likely in an internship or a job, you're going to be faced with um, situations that you might think are unjust. And how are you going to deal with that? You can't just blow up. Mm -hmm. I think there's a lot of steps you can take to kind of realize when you're starting to feel that way. And like I was telling Haley a little earlier, was that you can take all this passion and anger that because the the anger stems from the passion that you have about a certain subject or a certain um, scenario where you're getting this anger from. And if you feel that passion in a different way, other than showing you're angry, use that passion in a way to maybe volunteer somewhere where you can actually firsthand put in work to change what you feel is unjust. So, um, for example, with children and being exploited and stuff, mm-hmm. like I feel like a great way to do something about that would be like volunteering somewhere where you're helping children that are in unjust situations. For example, this past week I went to the public defender's office, the juvenile justice center, and you know that's all about keeping these kids having a voice for kids who don't have a voice for themselves in a lot of situations, growing up in not ideal family situations and environments and um, 
that's a great way if you could intern somewhere like that, helping that unjust feeling you may have about a situation, for example, kids. Yes, absolutely. And just to piggyback off that, you know, when you find yourself angry or emotional about a certain subject, I think that that is also a passion. I think that's a different word to use than being angry about something. You're like, well, that's not my passion, Mm -hmm. but yeah, it is because if it, if it gives you some kind of emotional stimulus, like it's something to you, right? I think, I think the passion is the, like I said, the stem of your anger. Exactly. It's not like you're actually angry, but those feelings come out as anger. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, because you're just like so upset. It's you like know? when you're stressed out and you're crying, it's not because you're sad, it's because you're so stressed. stressed out. Exactly. And there's always a stem. So you need to realize like what the core of that belief that you have is. And like I said, use it for good. Don't hinder yourself by being angry. And I know it's very hard to be Mm -hmm. self-aware of what those triggers could actually be. And that's why I say it takes time and like maturity because being self-aware is a sign of maturity. And I think going through your life, you might find yourself in these situations that maybe you do or don't like the outcome, but maybe something happens that, you know, brings something to your attention. Like for instance, you get upset and you get angry with someone and then it doesn't really go the way that you planned. Maybe that should lead you to take a look inside words and figure out what you could do better. And I also think that sometimes some people have a little bit more difficulty um, being Mm self-aware and that's when you can always look into other sources. Yeah. Um, Maybe it's going to therapy and just kind of talking to somebody that you usually don't talk to and just kind of having them point you in the right direction of where you're getting these feelings from also piggybacking off of that therapy is definitely one way to help recognize your feelings and figure out what to do with those feelings i think it's interesting that as young attorneys you know at our school i feel like this year this past year we've not necessarily promoted but essentially it's encouraged it's encouraged that we go to therapy and talk to someone we have a therapist on campus and i know a few girls that go talk to her and it was really good. I've had a therapist in the past. I think it's interesting. I really do. Going to therapy. If you've never gone um, as an adult, I would definitely recommend going. Why? Because it's a sounding board of someone who's a third party opinion that's a professional. You know, he or she can tell you, validate your feelings and let you know that maybe the way you're handling isn't right. Also, I think it would be interesting if you were angry about a situation and you told them about it and what their opinion would be and how they would recommend handling it because they have, you know, they know the proper ways to handle things. So they're going to tell you, you know, use your communication skills and things like that. So some of the things that you are like, duh, I know I should be doing that. They're going to reiterate, which is important, I think, because when you're angry, you just like throw everything out the window. And I also feel that when you get that third party opinion, since they're only seeing a snippet of your life um, through your eyes, um, it's easy for them to recognize things that you may not even recognize about yourself. And that goes with relationships and every everything that you could talk about with your therapist. Um, They have a different view because they don't know your exact life. Yeah. And they'll recognize patterns. I think Mm -hmm. that's important too, because a lot of things, okay. Anxiety, depression, you know, bipolar disorder by, uh, you know, split personality. I'm trying to think of, that's not exactly the word. Don't quote me on that, but you know, all these different types of mental illness that have come about, I feel like are more talked about now affect everyone, including attorneys. So man, I just, 
think about I just I watched Grey's Anatomy, the most recent episode, and you can tell that one of the guys is going through bipolar mania. You can just see it. You can see these patterns that keep rearing their ugly head and they they affected his father and that's why his sister knew to look for it. And it's like all these things, that's why a therapist asks you about, you know, your history and everything, because it's so important to recognize and be self-aware, right? To of your history, of your family history, but also of who you are and these patterns that you might be seeing. And like you said, you know, you're not gonna recognize those as much. That's what they're for. Um, I also think talking about therapy in general, Mm -hmm. um, that law students and attorneys, a lot of us um, are perfectionists. So when something doesn't quite go your way, I think it's very hard for law students and attorneys to even think about seeking any kind of help. Yes. Whether that means going to therapy or talking to a friend, like a lot of people are guarded in their sense of, oh, I need to do this and this way. And if it's not that, I I can't even be that vulnerable person to say that I need help. Yeah, I can't agree with that enough. I mean, 100% agree. I'm just nodding my head over here because I've seen that in my own friends. I've seen that in different students here. Yeah, it's a horribly ugly situation. I think that it stems into anger. I think it stems into stress. Just like you were saying, you know, you might be crying or getting mad at someone and showing these angry signs, but really you're not angry. You're just, it's a cry for help. Mm-hmm. I think that that's a lot of the time. And I think, you know, I didn't necessarily think about this before, but you're in that courtroom, you're in that situation with your client and you're, it's a cry for help. You're literally crying out to the justice system. Like, please, like, can we do something for these people? And you're angry and you're emotional and like, that's human. And it's okay to be like that. I think that that's something that needs to be said is like, it's okay. Life is a learning lesson. Practice, law practice is a learning lesson. It's called practice for a reason. I think there's going to be times when you're young and you make mistakes and you're going to be like, I never want to do that again. That was one of my points. Trial by error. You know, you're going to be doing these things and you're going to think, dang, I should never do that again. I'm so embarrassed. Or wow, that really worked. You know, I got my point across. Mm-hmm. Something, something is going to change. And I think with the topic of anger in general, um, in the courtroom, like you can be reprimanded for showing these kinds of emotions. Yeah. So it serves you best to start early while you're in law school or before you're in law school to kind of figure out what feels your passion and what is causing these angers of unjust, like about injustices Mm -hmm. in your life. And then once you recognize that you can start implementing healthy ways of feeling that passion. Like we said, like volunteering somewhere or donating to a cause, like whatever you can do, spreading the word about something Yeah, in healthy ways. I think that can fulfill you better and just take that negative connotation out of the anger that you can get. I totally agree. So how to control your emotions? You know, I want to ask you specifically, Samantha, how would you say that you control your emotions? You know, when you feel these things here at school or in a situation, what do you do? Well, I am the kind of person that I described earlier where I like to keep things inside of me. I'm a perfectionist. I see things in a very... um, specific way and it's very hard to sway me black or white exactly it's black or white so for me controlling my emotions is not really immediate it's kind of a build-up until there's a um some kind of breakdown yeah and then I kind of have to realize what is causing all of my stress and anger and then I usually 
like talk to a friend or my mom and then they kind of help me they guide me into what can be causing it and lately I've been doing more self-reflection kind of seeing where these angers stem from like I know these past few weeks I've been incredibly stressed and I know it's just because I got my grades back and it wasn't what I expected and of course it's going to make anyone angry but I've figured that it's only going to fuel me to work harder yeah you know for sure I think that's interesting that you say you know, you were upset and then it fuels your fire because I think that's really important to do. I think so many of us are perfectionists, like you're saying. Grit is a huge thing for a law student and that is grit. That's being able to pick yourself back up and keep moving. But also it doesn't happen overnight. Mm -hmm. I think it took several of these little breakdowns and I don't mean breaking down, like breaking down and crying and just like my whole life's in shambles, but Mm -hmm. just these like little spurts of, um, just angry moments and like moments where I'm like, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. And I think that it takes several of those until you really realize like, okay, um, I maybe have to talk to somebody about yeah. this. Well, and I want to recognize too, that this is like something that you can change, mm-hmm. which will be hard because probably the things that we're going to face in the real world won't be things we can even affect. Control yeah. Control. control. Yeah. It's up to a judge or something like that. So it's kind of interesting how as a law student, we face things that are in our control. Maybe we're a little bit more disappointed in ourselves. We want to something better for ourselves so we can get out there and do it. I don't think that that should change at all though. If it was about a client, Mm -hmm. I think, I think you would one probably feel the same way. I think with self-reflection and time, you'll be able to recognize how you feel and you'll be able to, that's why I'm feeling this way. Mm -hmm. I'm upset because of this and you'll know it. And I think sometimes whenever you realize that as yourself, you're like, okay, I just need to walk away. Mm-hmm. I just need to get away, you know? Or, and that can be so different for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people, every their anger stems from stress, mm-hmm. like me. Yeah. And I know that if I start implementing, like, exercise into yeah. my life, like, my stress level goes down tremendously and I'm less on edge. Yeah. Um, You're getting out that, those, those, that power i guess of like you know so i think once you recognize what works for you because you may need to try a lot of different things whether that is going to therapy exercising coming up with a routine like it's probably all of them honestly and you need to figure out sooner rather than later what works what works for you because if you figure this out before law school i'm telling you life will be so much easier so much easier and if you don't and then you wait until law school that's At least you're doing it before you are taking the bar. And, and that's okay, an too. Yeah, exactly. I want to read it. I mean, because, I mean, technically, like, we're still figuring it out, right? Exactly. Like, we don't have everything figured out. I think... I think we're just talking about an ideal uh, Yeah, situation. and also, too, I want to say something. Like, I am technically two years older than you. I look at you and our friend Bailey like my little sisters, you know? And I think being in the real world for two years like taught me some lessons that I'll never forget which were hard lessons to learn and I think you know you describing how you felt I felt that before you know but it's life is gonna do that life's gonna kick you on your butt and you just lucky to have friends sometimes around you that will grab your hand and be like come on let's keep going Mm -hmm. and I think that that's so important because in this career you can be lonely and I think that's where the people don't see a therapist. Then they're upset and lonely. Then they're angry. And then there's an emotional roller coaster. And then it starts affecting their relationships. And then they're extra. I mean, it can really spiral into something super bad if, like, 
it goes untreated. Yeah, it goes like I think the reason we made a whole episode today is because it's so it's very serious, and I think we both take it very seriously. Like when you read the news, yeah, or look up articles about you know professions with the highest suicide rates, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Lawyers are up there in the top of that list, mm-hmm. um, especially in these big law kind of firm jobs. Mm-hmm. It's more common than other jobs that people deal with a lot of mental illness because it goes untreated and it's almost a taboo around it. A taboo and it's not seen as cool to go to a therapist. Like because you should just, be able to hang it and yourself I go you're a ba- lawyer. And I want to go back to exactly what you said because you're we're all perfectionists. I almost said you're all. I'm included. Like that there's a reason you're here. You're a gunner, you're a tryhard, you're a perfectionist. And while we point out in law school that there's other people like that that are more of that than us, we're all that way. And it doesn't have to be like a you're you against them or me against the world kind of thing. Like you can be with other people. And I think that's important to realize like you're not alone. We'll be right back. Hey guys, we want to take a moment to talk about something that has been a game changer for us busy lawyers, Audible. Yes, Audible has been our go-to platform for incredible audiobooks, offering an extensive library of thrillers, nonfiction, autobiographies, and mysteries. And guess what? We've got a special treat for you. Audible is offering a free trial to our listeners, and all you need to do is check the link in the show notes. It's the perfect opportunity to experience the magic of audiobooks without spending a dime. Speaking of thrillers, I know you are currently hooked on Never Lie by Frida McFadden. Samantha, can you tell us a little bit about it? Absolutely. The twists and turns in Never Lie have kept me on the edge of my seat during the workday and even when I'm on my daily walks. It's like having a suspenseful companion wherever I go. And for those looking for some financial wisdom, I have been engrossed in My Money, My Way by Kamuku Love. It's packed with practical advice on managing finances, perfect for anyone trying to navigate the complexities of money management. What we love most is the flexibility Audible offers. As lawyers, our schedules can be unpredictable, but with Audible, we can enjoy our favorite books on the go. Whether we're stuck in traffic, hitting the gym, or waiting for a court hearing. So, if you're ready to embark on a literary journey and discover the joys of audiobooks, click the link in the show notes to start your free trial with Audible. Trust us, you won't want to miss out on this fantastic offer. It's much more common than we think. And I think once you, in your head, realize, like, I'm not the only one feeling this way, it takes a huge weight off your shoulders, and you just kind of can breathe and be like, I'm going to be okay. Yeah. I'm going to just take the steps necessary. And if you're going to law school, like, you've obviously proved to yourself that you can work hard, and there's a lot of things that you've had to do to get here. Mm -hmm. So just think of this as another thing that just you just have to do, like get your mental health in check, get your passions in check, just for your own sake and your own career, it's going to pay off in the end. Yeah, no matter where you end up, whether you're an attorney in the courtroom or you're never in the courtroom, you know, you're going to have to be able to keep your cool. I think that's, you know, ultimately the biggest point that we want you know to take is that while you might be angry or you might see injustice in the world, you can't get those emotions out through anger. You have to get them out a different way. And so I know this has been a little bit more um, solemn topic, but I think it's really important, like you said, that we touch on it. So I kind of want to just talk about something a little lighter now, mostly what our passions are, you know, how, so what kind of anger that you might have and how you change your passions, you know, one of the points was that you can do little things 
directing your passion productively. Mm-hmm. That's the key, right? So, you know, volunteering for a cause, rally others for your cause, find a simple everyday way to promote your passion start a nonprofit. use up your passion to volunteer you know start a podcast you yeah know, like- exactly like i think that there's different ways so i just kind of wanted to you know ask you and then i guess i can touch on some of my passions that you might have and like how you work to keep those alive in your life i think one of my passions has honestly being like just and like wanting justice so like for me it was really important for example the whole public defender juvenile justice thing i felt like i personally could never really be an adult public offender i can't really say that i would be able to be able to defend people that might have done really bad things yeah and i know that myself that's just like and it would be an injustice to myself to defend people like that yeah but I think my thoughts change when it comes to children and defending children because children have another chance. Yeah. And I think that defending a child is so much different than defending an adult. Mm-hmm. And a child doesn't have their own voice most of the time. Yeah. A lot of these kids who are in the juvenile justice system come from families that are underprivileged. They don't really have a stable family life, um, low income. You know, they just don't have... Some of them have all those things and some of them have a few. Exactly. Yeah. And, um, of course, there's different situations, yeah. but I'm talking the majority. Mm-hmm. And, of course, their families don't have the money to be able to get them a lawyer when their kid gets in trouble. Yeah. And I think it's important to have these public defenders that defend children in the juvenile justice system because they're the only ones who are giving the child a chance to possibly get better. For sure. And just like I think I could never do prosecution against a child, you know, it's yeah. like it's like a two-way street where you kind of have to figure out what you think is just with your beliefs. For me, that's how I, I view that situation. And I think that volunteering with them will just kind of open up my eyes and I'm going to be able to help a lot of people that normally don't get help. And I yeah. think uh, not only that, I'm also getting experience in the public sphere of law. Well, and just you're getting experience being a lawyer. I think mm-hmm. that's something to remember. It's yeah. like, at this point, I would take anything. Yeah. You know? I just want to yeah. know what they do in real life. Yeah out there outside of this classroom in this school (laughs) but I do find it fulfilling to know that wherever I'm working Mm -hmm. and if I do end up working there this summer that it's it's for something that I'm really passionate passionate about about. I think that's important I've heard multiple people say like you'll know where you fit when you're there and it sounds to me like you've definitely like found something that makes you happy that's really exciting for me personally I have I feel like I have a lot of different things that resonate with me they all kind of stem back to one thing interesting because a part of me has always thought too like maybe I should do this so I would say one of my passions is being a better person to the earth I wasn't always that way I didn't always feel these things I think over time and different things that have happened I've learned like okay this is what you should do I feel like with passions it can be easy to like get a thought in your head and like kind of just run with it without being educated about it so I find that important to you know look at different ways to work towards a general cause every day rather than you know taking on this huge burden that you might feel you know like I was saying earlier with a child exploitation like that could be like it honestly that day really affected me I was really upset I think it was just depressing and then you realize like okay I can I can't be like this forever I have to like figure out what I'm gonna do so it's kind of cool that like in a roundabout way I've never really felt like oh I want to work with kids or anything like that but 
I wanted to do something different. And it's interesting that you would want to work with kids. And in my mind, my first thought was I should go work for Google and like Microsoft and change this. Like mm-hmm. I should make sure that they change this. You know, someone has to regulate them. Someone has to tell them what to do. Like that's also like so my personality to be like, hey, you can't be doing that. You know, like mm-hmm. calling someone out about something like that. It just reiterates the point of like you find these things that you like or these things that bother you and you kind of just run with it, you know? But going back to the eco-friendly type situation, I think I didn't always recognize that that was important. I didn't recognize how I could do things. And the more and more research that I do, the more and more brands I find and things that I can support or just simply recycling things um, is so important. But at the same time, like what are people talking about out there? You know, I think it's goes into the political aspect of life. I think it goes into, you know, just educating people even here who are young and maybe just don't care, like, what's the importance of it? You know, I think those are ways that even if you can't volunteer, you can work towards your passion. You can... Because we can't all just go and yeah. volunteer at environmental, yeah, and you I, know? I was just about to say that a lot of people have these feelings too. Yeah. And a lot of them are not going to have the resources or the time to be able to go and volunteer a whole summer at the public defender's office. For sure. Um, So I think in that situation, the best thing that someone can do is educate yourself. Yeah. And be super educated on what you're passionate about. And then share that education with others and point them in the right direction. And I think that goes with anything that you're passionate about, whether, like you said, politics or policies that you really don't agree with or do agree with or, uh, I don't know, cases that have been decided. Yeah, like, different subjects in, in the law that, you you know, criminal subjects or, you know, tort subjects, you might be like, this is just ridiculous or this is so good, you know? You just dive into that and learn as much as you can. And I think um, just having that education already helps you feel that passion and work in in a better way than becoming angry about it. Yes. If you're knowledgeable, you can, that's like the foundation of starting to do something about it. Yeah. And having a good argument, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I think it all starts with anger, right? Like, I think it's interesting that she asks us this because I think she's getting ready to go to law school and she feels angry and she sees these things. And now that she's going to be become a lawyer, you know, she's like, what am I going to do? And I think that's amazing girlfriend. Mm -hmm. Like that is perfect. I think you're on the right path. I think from this point forward, you should become educated, figure out ways you can volunteer and get involved in your community. And that's only going to build you to be a better person. Self-reflect, practice your communication skills, take deep breaths. If you find yourself getting so upset, go to a therapist, talk to him or her because they're going to be able to put you down a level and just understand, you know, sometimes you're too deep in the weeds that you're just like, I just can't even handle this. And you need someone to be like, Hey, this is what you're seeing. And I think also a lot of people feel like therapy is unattainable or inaccessible. And it, it, that is the case for a group, you know, groups of people. Yeah. But if you're going to law school, there's a really big chance that your school does offer free therapy with your tuition. Yeah. Um, so just look into that before, you know, you're, when you're doing your research. And they might even offer a discount. Exactly, or, or a discount, or at least talk to a friend, talk to someone that you love and trust, because that can start off um, this whole venting and letting things go and kind of finding yourself. Yeah, and I think, like you were saying, how you talk to your mom or, or your friends and you see... Like, where am I actually upset? What am I actually upset about? Where did this come from? I think that that is something you can practice now without a therapist. You can practice, like, taking a step back in your anger, in your emotions, and being like, okay, what am I really upset about? What am I actually, like, not telling people? Because I'm embarrassed. I think that that's where a lot of our things come from. You know, like, how we were talking about 
feeling about grades. You know, you're like, I'm upset, but I don't want to talk about this because I am a perfectionist and I don't want anyone to know that I feel this way about myself. Like that's so common, you guys. I also think for people that are embarrassed to talk to people or don't feel comfortable, a great way to kind of uh, start venting is just journaling and then Mm, reading over your thoughts. And a lot of times after you've written things out and then reread it, you're like, oh, wow, like I see what's going on here now. Yeah, that's so that's a good idea for people who aren't talkers too. Mm-hmm. That's really smart. Like I said, guys, I think it's really important that while we might we all get angry, I think that's an emotion that we involuntarily feel. Mm-hmm. It's Especially what you do with it. Yeah, it's what you do with it that really matters. It's how you turn those feelings into positive acts and keep pursuing justice in the world. I think that's ultimately what we're all here for. And I think for people who have made have never really experienced that feeling of like injustice. I think when you come to law school, I feel like most people do end up starting to recognize these injustices, especially like when you're reading a case for class and you're like, oh my gosh, I do not agree with this opinion. Like I agree with the dissent or vice versa. Like that's already fueling your feelings about what you think is just and what's not. Yes. So that's another thing. So just be aware of what you know, you're getting yourself into and take the precaution to keep yourself healthy. Yeah, for sure. So I just kind of want to wrap it up on uh, one last thing that she asked, what weaknesses should a young lawyer look out for? And I think we touched on a lot of those in this episode. I think being a perfectionist, uh, not accepting help, not having good time management or stress management skills. um, Those things can be kryptonite to you. So watching out for ways to, you know, get out those feelings like you had, like you said, working out, talking to someone all these different things are so important um and those will help with those weaknesses you know being angry or being stressed out or not being able to manage your time you know talking to someone getting advice all that will help a lot i think the number one weakness that i would put above all is time management Mm -hmm. because if the your time is not being managed effectively then stress starts coming in yeah the stress of not having things done on time, et cetera, et cetera. So I feel like time management can cause a bunch of problems if that's not right off the bat. And that might be one of those things that you self-reflect and you're like, okay, maybe I haven't been managing my time. No wonder I'm stressed. No wonder I'm angry. Mm -hmm. No wonder I'm biting people's heads off. Like that's one of those tactics that you got to use to be able to be like, okay, I got to take a step back, figure out what's really going on. What am I really upset about? Am I really upset with my boyfriend or girlfriend? Or am I really just like mad at myself? You know? Yeah. I think that those are times we do that. And it's just, as a human, it's inevitable, but we've got to be better than that, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Because we want to stop that stigma of lawyers being, you know, one of the most depressed professionals out there. We don't yeah, want that suicide to, and exactly. bitterness. Remember last time when we said people were like, "Oh, they're just all bitter." Like we don't want to be that yeah, way. We don't want to. And I feel like a large majority of people feel the same way. Yeah, especially um, our listeners. Mm-hmm. For sure. Well, guys, as always, thank you so much for listening. We hope that this was helpful. Always submit questions. We will answer them just like this. Um, some of them are can be a little more serious. So we know that um, that's not always the most fun to talk about, but we hope we made it fun and we hope we gave some really good advice. And if you want to submit a question, you can just message us on our Instagram at Ladies Who Law School Podcast. We also have a Facebook and a blog. So just check those out when you can. And uh, we will talk to you guys next week. Yeah, have a good week, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.